0: hospitals and at least five of them were in critical condition. One student
1: told the Associated Press that he recalled the bus rolling over several times. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul says the faulty tire may have contributed to the crash. And that's it tonight. Right now it's time for On Balance with Leland Vittert. They'll have much more on the migrant crisis we were covering at the top of our show. In the meantime, I'm Elizabeth Vargas. We'll see you right back here tomorrow night. Have a good night.
2: On the program tonight, outrage. First of all, close the effing border, number one. While Congress tries to stem a Russian invasion of Ukraine, the southern border crisis worsens. Is the idea of the American melting pot melting before our very eyes? And missing in plain sight, one NFL star's mother murdered, her body dumped in a creek near her home. But where is the outrage and where is the manhunt?
1: It had to be the FBI or the Maywell
2: police. Where's the justice for Myrtle Brown? Class dismissed. A new study says college may not be worth the cost.
1: Seven years of college down the drain.
2: Why the secret to success may not run through the quads. And succession, on the big screen and in real life, the man who single-handedly changed American politics forever is calling it quits. What Rupert Murdoch's stepping away means for America's future. And good Thursday evening. I'm Elizabeth Pran. Leland is off. What a day in Washington as Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky was given a whirlwind VIP welcome across the nation's capital. A visit to meet the leaders of Congress and in the Senate Capitol building, a meet, a meet and greet with Biden at the White House, and finally, a speech to both houses of Congress. No surprise, there's varied opinion. Does the U.S. keep Funding flowing to President Zelensky and how much? Billions more of American taxpayer dollars to stem a Russian invasion of his country. The irony is so rich if you look at the pictures and we show them to you almost every night from Washington to Staten Island, New York, down to Eagle Pass, Texas, all points in between, Americans always see this, an unyielding invasion on our southern border. And, and we're not heartless, most Americans aren't, but they're concerned. What does this mean for people who are already here? What does this mean for people who are coming? What is the plan? Both sides in Washington claim to have a sound plan to combat this invasion, but said plans couldn't be more different in their approach. There's no uniformity. And in true form, cue the political blame game.
0: So what do you call it
1: here at the White House when 10,000 people Illegally cross the border in a single day.
3: So what do you call it, Peter? When GOP puts forth a, a, a wait, no, That's no, 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 you can't. You? I'm answering. Okay, we're going to move You're on. No, the no, 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 the no, okay. no, 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 We're moving on. So this is a president again that has taken uh, that has taken action without the help of of Republicans in Congress.
2: Well, we have pictures from Eagle Pass, but it doesn't matter what time of day we show you these images. It's the same site thousands upon thousands of migrants entering the country in just the past 72 hours. And the vast majority, according to those on the border, say that they are young, single men. In the past 24 hours, Border Patrol agents have apprehended 10,000 migrants at the southern border. They've caught 29,000 alone this week. And, And those are just people that we can count. What about the people who we can't, who we don't know are coming? And we know many people entering the country will head north to sanctuary cities such as New York. We've seen it. Waves of migrants are hitting this, the city, and some people are taking issue with the recent arrivals.
4: Forget about everybody saying that we're you know, anti-immigrant and all of that, which is bull, because we know we're not. Okay? You can't bring in millions and millions and millions of young men of military age who have not been vetted or checked for pedophilia, rape, murder, viruses, diseases, and plant them into this working community.
2: Listen, there's a lot of emotion. Immigration is a sensitive issue. It always has been. But if you think about it, well, you know we're a nation made up, for the most part, of immigrants. But the key players in solving the problem have been at odds. And they keep moving further and further apart. The Democrats say they want to fast track to citizenship. Republicans say, well, wait a minute. Keep people out until they request asylum and it gets approved. Today, the Biden administration presented work permits to 472,000 Venezuelan migrants. So they can work legally for 18 months. They're protected from deportation as long as they entered the country before July. So Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott just declared what is happening on his border legally fits the description of what we said earlier he simply says it's an invasion and he is on the front lies lines his administration is adding razor wire along the border the white house press secretary took issue with that today here she is as it
3: relates to governor abbott we know what he has done this past uh... these past couple of years while this president uh, has been in office he's he's turned this when it comes to the border he's turned this into a political stunt
2: So is that a solution? What do you think? Well, here to discuss political consultant, Shermichael Singleton. Thank you so much, Sir. I I guess right away, is that a solution? We saw uh, Peter Ducey of Fox News really press there. Are we getting answers or are we getting redirection?
4: Well, first of all, Elizabeth, it's great to be here with you and great opening monologue, I must say. I know we're we're not seeing solutions and that's part of the problem. I mean, look at cities like Illinois or states like Illinois, particularly the city of Chicago. Look at New York City, where the Democratic Mayor Adams just a week ago stated at a forum with many residents from the various boroughs that New York City will not be the same. With 110 plus thousand migrants in the city, he talked about the 40 billion dollars, I believe, that the city is expected to pay out this year. take care of these individuals how it's taking resources away from actual struggling americans new york has a homelessness issue Uh, new york has been struggling with with crime it ebbs and flows as it does in many uh, major cities across the country and so i think for the average american whether you're a republican or a democrat Uh, They're looking at the status of this and they're asking themselves, what in the world is the Biden administration going to do about this? We're spending billions in Ukraine and now we're expected to spend billions more by welcoming in 400 plus thousand people on a quote unquote temporary basis, which we know that's a sign for they will eventually stay permanently because there isn't a recourse to figure out where most of them are to send them back where they came from. So this is a complete disaster.
2: Okay, so my job to play devil's advocate, let's just say I'm part of the Biden administration. My response to you is this is my solution. The example that I gave you with the Venezuelan immigrants, if you grant them that work permit for 18 months, they will integrate in society. They will contribute. They will work. Yes, you said there's a homeless problem, but we're also talking about some people saying that they can't find work. And here is your solution. What do you say to that?
4: I would disagree with that. We have a process in this system and we have laws for a reason. Most Americans are expected to follow the law. Uh, Most individuals who come into the United States legally follow a process that can take sometimes up to 20 years. Uh, There are still individuals who are still in line waiting because of the bureaucratic process that is underfunded and full of inefficiencies and, and duplications. Why not address that issue and make all of these other individuals go to the back of the line as they should? Uh, I would also follow up by saying we, we're facing an inflation, an inflation rather of, what, 44 4.5%. Right. Uh, the Fed chief just recently stated two days ago that he may have to raise rates again uh, between now and end of year. So it's very clear that economically the United States, as many countries across the globe, are really suffering. And so you expect the burden on taxpayers who are already trying to struggle to get by to have to now afford for the struggles of others, that just doesn't make any sensible sense to most Americans. And again, I'm not merely saying this as a conservative. You look at places like Chicago, predominantly African-American, certain parts, where many of the black Democratic voters are saying, wait a minute here. We don't want this. We have enough issues in our own backyard that we need to fix first before we welcome others into our country. And that does not mean, as the gentleman said in that video, that Americans are anti-immigrant because most of us are not.
2: Right, and and in and in fact, we've spoken with people on the show who have either flip flopped or have said, you know, we have actually reached a breaking point. We've heard even the mayor of New York say, "Well, well, wait a second. There, there are, we have to have more of a plan here." But my question to you is, what is going to be the big deterrent? Because we did talk about the fact that a lot of these were uh, single men, but at the same time, we also do see families and we do see children. So there does have to be some type of a deterrent, and we're simply not seeing it. And when you say. Well, if you came before July um, and you came from Venezuela, we'll give you an 18-month work permit. That's actually incentivizing people to come, is it not?
4: Of course it's incentivizing people to come because folks will find a way to skirt around the rules or the laws, as they have been doing uh, for the past couple of years now. This isn't a new phenomenon. I mean, I'm I of the opinion at this point in part because we don't necessarily know who some of these people are. Uh, We've seen various reportings that individuals connected with various foreign terrorist groups have paid various cartels to help them cross the border to get into the United States. Uh, We've seen various reporting that China, for example, is utilizing uh, this moment to get military trained men into our country for reasons that the public, for the most part, just does not know because the government isn't sharing the reasons why or at least their beliefs uh, for, for why. So I think we need to completely shut down the southern border. I don't think we have a choice until we get complete control over how many people are coming into this country from where, what their backgrounds are, what their intents are, and figure out a better way to track these individuals if we do decide to permit some of them, Elizabeth. Now, look, I understand the economic argument that some of these individuals do take jobs that most Americans don't want. We do have a labor shortage for lower skilled jobs. And I think for the most part, we have an idea of how many individuals we need to fulfill those jobs. And so we know what the limitations should be for the interests of our country. And that does not mean unfettered immigration.
2: Well, and I think you're right with some of us, uh, so many folks at home, anecdotally, at least I hear, like you said, we are not anti-immigrant. We're just thinking, you know, what is the plan? Who is at the helm? Uh, Sure, Michael Singleton. Thank you so much, sir. Um, Really a story that just about everyone is talking about. Wow. Thank you. All right, I want to shift gears here. This is an unbelievable story. It's been five days since the former NFL star Sergio Brown's 73-year-old mother was found dead in a creek right behind her home in suburban chicago have you heard of this story police have ruled her death a homicide saying the seventy three-year-old woman died as a result of multiple injuries from assault relatives reported last hearing from her a week ago tonight when she was with her son that former nfl star we spoke of sergio brown he is missing but police have reportedly tracked him down to a location in mexico and we know that he's there because he's been posting these videos on instagram it had
1: to be the FBI or the Maywood police. I thought my mom was on vacation in Sinaloa. Oh that's fake news at the down place. She was tired. You want to come to me? The Maywood police got to give me money. FBI had to do it. They got the power to do some like that.
2: So some of these videos are almost nonsensical if you've watched them. And on Wednesday, after an extensive search, police took boxes of what appeared to be evidence out of Mrs. Brown's home. But again, it's been a week since she went missing. It's been since Saturday that she was found dead. So why are police not giving the public more updates? Is Sergio Brown a suspect at all? Is there someone else out there who could have killed this innocent woman? So Is there a killer on the loose? Why isn't there more information given to the public? There's so many questions and not a lot of answers. Jen Smith uh, is a chief reporter at DailyMail.com, and she has been following it. Jen, this story is is mind-blowing. I've been following it from the very, very beginning. Can you tell us any details that you know, and, and are police giving us any more information?
5: Well, sadly, no, Elizabeth, we have heard absolutely nothing from the police on this, as you say, incredibly disturbing story. Now, let's go back to how this all began. Originally, it was a warning from Sergio Brown's brother, Nick. He said that both Myrtle, their mom, and Sergio were missing. Now, Sergio was an NFL star. He retired in 2016, so a while ago. But since then, we haven't heard much from him. Fast forward until a week ago when they find poor Myrtle's body. She had been beaten senseless outside her home in a creek. And then we have these pretty unhinged videos from Sergio. But in terms of what is being done to priority number one, find him, we've heard nothing from the police so far.
2: Yeah, I mean, if there's a danger to the public, don't they need to know about it? If they are thinking that Sergio is a person of interest, why aren't they giving us that information? When you said that these these videos are unhinged, I mean, they're almost nonsensical. He's not necessarily slurring, but for our viewers out there, there's not a storyline. He's talking about if he dies, he's a legend. They're in multiple places, Mm -hmm. looks like a tropical setting. Police are saying Mexico. But, you know, do we have any more information
5: No, we don't. I think what we do have is a man who is very clearly going through the very least a mental health episode. Um, The video is completely rambling, nonsensical, calling it fake news that this mother was found dead. you know, anyone else who learns that their mother's body is just being found and they are in a normal state of mind wouldn't have that reaction to call it fake news. Clearly, Sergio Brown is in urgent need of law enforcement attention, and some medical help. We don't know where he is. He's been posting on Instagram that he's in Illinois. We know that he's in Mexico. It looks like he was in Playa del Carmen, but we only know that because he walked past a building that had some pretty identifiable signage on it. But beyond that, there's been no information as to whether or not he's a suspect, whether or not uh, police are looking at him in any other way. I would, of course, assume that they are. And the reason they are not naming him as a suspect is, A, because they are concerned about his mental health. They're concerned that he is a threat to himself, and they probably don't want to give him a reason to do anything else, potentially, that could be harmful to those around him while they try and track him down.
2: Well, what are are you hearing about? I mean, this was an innocent 73-year-old woman woman who was left dead in a creek. So typically, you know, this makes national headlines. Uh, why Why aren't we covering this wall to wall? There was a woman who was left dead in a neighborhood outside of Chicago.
5: It should be national headlines. It should be dominating pretty much every news cycle, whether it was a senseless killer who we don't know yet, a serial killer on the list. I don't think that's what this is. If it was that, then the police would have probably made a bigger song and dance a bit. But regardless, the fact that there is this NFL player who potentially could be in the firing line for beating his own mother to death, you would think that would be a huge story that everyone is covering. What's sad about this, though? Say that is the case, that is the way this story goes. Sergio Brown wouldn't be the first retired NFL star to struggle with mental health and to fall into a life of pretty violent crime. Remember Aaron Hernandez? That was some fall from grace he ended up killing himself in prison after a double murder conviction there were drugs involved we've seen it with some other retired nfl players their lives sort of disintegrate after they leave the league whether or not that's an explanation as to why no one is talking about this i don't know but you would think there would be a bit more fuss around the story for sure than there has been and
2: and before i let you go any word from the nfl i mean this is one of their former players
5: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It is one of their former players. You would think they might demonstrate at least a modicum of concern for Myrtle, let alone Sergio, but no, nothing. I mean, this is very much flying under the radar as Sergio Brown did for the seven years between his retirement from the NFL and this really sad circumstance that we now find ourselves talking about him in.
2: Well, I hope there's justice for this poor woman, and I hope police are more open. Jen, thank you so much for your reporting. What a story. All right, shifting gears now. We've been talking a lot about age, right, and term limits when it comes to people who decide the laws of our land. Specifically, should there be a cutoff for positions such as president, congressman, senator, Supreme Court judge? What about term limits? What about other jobs? Take, for example, a federal circuit judge. This woman, for example, is Judge Pauline Newman. She was just benched by her colleagues for being 96 years old and refusing to take a cognitive test that they required, about six hours long, quite extensive. Now, there are some jobs out there with mandatory retirement ages. So if you look at pilots, that's 65 years old, 56 if you're an air traffic controller. Foreign service employees with the Department of State need to be under the age of 65. Judges in Pennsylvania do have to retire at the age of 70 as do Florida Supreme Court judges. So should there be an age limit or a cognitive test for elected and federally appointed officials? Joining me now is Greg Dolan. He is the attorney for Judge Pauline Newman. And we're so grateful that you're with us, Greg. I want to start. um, And I just want to ask how the judge is today, how she's holding up and uh, how she's feeling through all this.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure uh... the judge is doing fine considering uh, i've spoken on the phone with her today and yesterday and she's certainly in a fighting spirit as she's been throughout
2: i was going through some of the legality and the back and forth uh, you know she has done some cognitive testing by neurosurgeons of her choosing but can you tell us the crux of the argument if i'm not mistaken she hasn't, make any de- hasn't made any decisions in the last year or so is that right since this battle has gone back and forth
1: uh, that's not quite correct. So, Judge Newman, although she has not sat on new cases since April, she has been writing opinions okay. throughout, and in fact, she has a couple of opinions that she's still she's still working on. So, uh, she, you know, she and all of those opinions show that she's quite competent.
2: Okay, what is the lega- uh, it, What is the legality here? Are are the are, is he, her getting um, benched essentially? breaking the law in your opinion and how?
1: In in our view, it certainly is uh, what is being done to Judge Newman is illegal for several reasons. Number one, and I want to go back to where you began, Judge Newman did take two separate exams. She met with two separate doctors with a neurologist, board certified, full professor of medicine at George Washington University, and a forensic psychiatrist, board certified in psychiatry and forensic psychiatry. Spent hours with those practitioners and passed exams and was deemed to be perfectly fit to continue. In terms of what was done to judge okay. Newman it's illegal on multiple grounds and I'm happy to talk about that
2: okay, okay. so uh, um, before I let you go the only uh, if, and I, I understand that there's and there's a lot of nuances here, but before I let you go, uh, the only way to remove a federal judge if I'm not mistaken is through the process of impeachment. You as her legal, legal counsel would not allow her to get to that point, correct?
1: It, you're exactly right that the only way to remove a federal judge who is appointed for life is through impeachment. And there is, of course, no grounds for impeachment. Judge Newman is perfectly fine. And that is why we're fighting this process. Uh, uh, Judge Newman's cause is trying to remove her without bothering, of, uh, uh, without bothering of going through this impeachment process, which is designed to be difficult for a reason. And so that's why removing her right. is palpably illegal.
2: Well, Greg, we're, we're grateful for her service and, and we will certainly follow this case. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Coming up, Hollywood may be close to settling that strike that has kept all of your favorite shows off the air. Well, new ones, right? With the exception of this one, of course. And do you have a college age kid? Is college all it's cracked up to be? Is it worth the hundreds of thousands of dollars that it may put you in debt? A new study says not so fast. We're going streaking through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody. Come on. Snoop. snoop
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
4: Today, I approve the next tranche of U.S. security assistance to Ukraine, including more artillery, more ammunition, more anti-tank weapons. And next week, the first U.S. Abrams tanks will be delivered to Ukraine.
2: Well, that's President Biden announcing yet another military aid package for Ukraine. All of this aid for Ukraine has many people asking, what about folks here in the United States, especially the folks of East Palestine, including Jessica Kennard? She's been with us before on the show, and she's joining us now. Jessica, I'm so grateful that you're here. I think front and center, I want to talk to you about some of the back and forth. The nuances get confusing, but there's a lot of requests to get more information out of the EPA. And I'm curious as to what people are talking about on the ground today.
6: Thank you so much for having me on. It's great to see you. I think one of the things we're talking about right now is there was a cancellation for the hearing that was supposed to be had tomorrow, um, and due to Bill Johnson's schedule and the potential government shutdown, that has been uh, postponed, as we understand. But I do want to touch a little bit about Ukraine. I think it's really important to understand that um, me personally, I support um uplifting people that are suffering. I think one of the things that's really important is to recognize that Biden was put in charge of the American people. And the American people, my community, continues to suffer. Um, and, And it's okay to throw a life raft to other countries like Ukraine. But it feels like East Palestine still has weighted boots, um, and we're drowning in toxic water. Um, But Elizabeth, for a second, if we could just talk about one of the real reasons why we are in this situation in East Palestine. So I recently joined uh, Beyond Plastics as the Appalachia director. And one of the the things that I'm looking into is the vinyl chloride that was spilled. So we know that the train was carrying 700,000 gallons of vinyl chloride. This vinyl chloride is used to make PVC plastics. So this is your number three plastics. These are single use plastics. And these are plastics that simply cannot be recycled. And so these plastics contribute to this massive global waste problem that we have now. Vinyl chloride has been a known carcinogen for almost 50 years and yet we continue to put it on trains and we run it through town after town after town and there is very little to no regulations. So yes, we need regulations on rail safety and yes, my town continues to be a sacrifice zone. But let's go ahead and start Mm -hmm. with the banning of vinyl chloride. Let's help prevent this from happening in any other community.
2: Right, and, and I hear what you're saying, and, and we had a graphic, it was just up a moment ago, and it just said basically the money that has been spent in Ukraine and the money that has spent in East Palestine. And I, I understand that, that it's not that you don't support supporting other countries. I think from from a, a personal standpoint, I have seen celebrities, I have seen lawmakers, and I've seen the president go to Ukraine. I'm just thinking about drawing attention to the issue because I hear what you're saying, but my point is, are others hearing what you're saying? That, that's, that's sort of what, I, what I'm getting at here. It's not apples to oranges. It's not that I don't support one and, and support the other. It's that, why don't we have room for everyone at the table?
6: I can't agree with you more. Um, I think that we should certainly support those that we can. I think we should also support the American people. Um, this is a problem that we have been fighting for almost eight months now. And it's certainly something that I hope won't get forgotten. And I hope that East Palestine is able to set the precedent because this is something that I do believe will continue to happen if you live near a train track.
2: And and before I let you go, with some of the the lawsuits that are are happening, if I'm not mistaken, they want to get the emails from the EPA and compare them to the email from the independent investigator. Why Why do we have to request that information? Are you worried that things are being hidden? Yeah,
6: I'm absolutely worried about who tells the narrative, right? So we have this new executive order that's coming out from Biden. And it, it, it is an, it's an incremental change, right? But it feels like the title of the executive order is really lofty. And so we have a lot of missing pieces, a lot of missing information uh, as a resident. And for me, it's about how do we build the narrative that we continue to suffer, that we continue to have unmet needs. And I think that, that it's important to start that litigation and to continue to pursue that avenue um, but but it's really going to start with that emergency declaration we have got to gain the the access to resources
2: okay and i, I only have about 25 seconds left but before i let you go i'm, I'm also really curious about the moms how are the moms doing
6: So I like to say mothers and others because I think it's really a more inclusive statement. Um, Yeah, it's terrifying. The people that are taking care of children, uh, we want the best for our children. We know that there are volatile organic compounds in our homes as well as recently we found out in our schools. So I'm hoping that some of the independent research that we have coming down the pike is going to recognize what those VOCs are exactly so that, again, we can get the resources that we need here.
2: Yeah, Jessica Kennard, thank you so much. Like you said, mothers and others, I just, it, it sometimes you know, gets people's attention when we do talk about the schools, when we talk about kids drinking water. Of course, you and I matter, but um, it's, it's just something that crossed my mind. I'm so grateful that you joined us tonight, and we uh, will continue to lift you up. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Elizabeth all right so next step but the pentagon is still weaving and dodging from the questions over that f-35 remember this one that crashed after the pilot ejected because it was bad weather but remember it's an 80 million dollar all-weather fighter jet so what gives
6: it's important that we not jump to conclusions that we not speculate that we don't allow our imagination to fill gaps
2: The Pentagon's still not saying much about what caused a pilot to eject from an F-35 fighter jet on Sunday, and a government watchdog group is out with some troubling numbers when it comes to the safety of that jet. Kelly Meyer reports.
3: Well, an F-35 goes missing for 24 hours, and we still have no answers as to why, Elizabeth. We were here at the Pentagon pressing the Pentagon press secretary as to why this happened, why the pilot ejected himself from that plane, and why the plane continued then to travel for around 60 or so miles before crashing in rural South Carolina. He would not budge on any of these questions as he says the Marine Corps is continuing their investigation. Take a listen. I understand you said the investigation is still ongoing with the Marines, but there's a lot of questions surrounding this and a lot of headlines right now. Is there anything that you can share to people that are wondering what happened here?
6: Well, that's exactly what the investigation will tell us, and that's why it's important that we not jump to conclusions, that we not speculate, that we don't allow our imagination to fill gaps. We have a very methodical, very deliberate, very uh, tried-and-true process that will take a look at exactly what the situation was. Uh, get the facts, and then, as appropriate, apply those facts to prevent these kinds of things from happening again.
3: The Government Accountability Office, a government watchdog set up by Congress, released a report today on the F-35 program saying that maintenance challenges negatively affect F-35 readiness and that the percentage of time the aircraft can perform one of its tasked missions was about 55 percent in March 2023, far below program goals. And we also tried to press on the larger national security concern of this as the world watches what is happening here. And the Pentagon press secretary uh, assured us that the department remains uh, capable and confident that they could defend the nation. Elizabeth.
2: Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Up next, Brian Inton is in for Chris Cuomo talking about that unfortunate overdose at a New York daycare with a baby who died after being exposed to fentanyl.
3: Fentanyl okay. is killing people in every major population center, every-